0: Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 97 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or hit that smash Hit that smash button. Hit
1: that smash button.
0: (laughs) Smash that hit button. You can smash that hit button because that would really (laughs) help us out as well. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. And first up, when he's not in VR, this guy is practicing his best Naruto run to storm Area 51 with his Rebels. It's the unpredictable renegade of course it's the rowdy guy how you doing man you alright i'm doing all right exactly i was i was waiting what, what kind of introduction i
2: was going to get this week but uh, yeah that's exactly what is probably going to happen in a in a couple of months time for the people who don't know we are going to storm area 51 the internet has decided and we need naruto us. we need ken we need all kinds of different kind of
0: people uh they can't stop all of us this is where a lot of people turn up and just get murdered by the u.s military uh because they've probably got stuff in there that they don't want anyone to see for sure yeah i don't know we'll find out well good luck on that yeah. just Next, so you guys
2: know and that date in september will not be available
0: yeah i think it's what the 30th of september or something like that they're talking about doing it
2: uh, I, I don't I don't even know. I'm not really planning on going, but I did find it hilariously funny, especially if you saw like the, the pictures that people were posting online with like the Naruto runners and like uh what the plan was and uh, I see I see Zim shaking his head. You've not heard anything of it?
1: I, I, I have no idea what any of this is. I know what Naruto is. I have no idea how it connects to this point. Maybe someone can fill me in or you can just skip it for now. I don't <laughs> mind.
0: So so basically like the internet were planning to storm Area 51. Together as a big group, and they're like, "Well, with enough of us, they can't stop us all." That was their plan. So,
2: so they made a, a Facebook event, and currently there's four hundred seventy thousand people going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? That... What? <laughs> what? So, be, wait, tell me, tell me, the Naruto thing isn't part of the plan. It's not like you all have to have watched Naruto and run like the fastest car Exactly. It, do you have the, to do what, that.
2: To, yeah, of course, to avoid their bullets.
1: Oh
0: God! Oh God! That's it. Okay, got it now. Right. Wow! Wow! Off! Off to a great start. <laughs> Next up, now fully converted to the red side on YouTube, he's the one who's got your six with some luscious lips. It's says uh, Zimtok five. I am
1: not. I I, <laughs> I was going to avoid these for this podcast, Put it Mike. I, no. Put it it's on. Later. Put it on. Okay. If wait, I,
2: I'm gonna check how many Put likes up. do we have on the video right now. Like, yeah. how many likes do we need
1: on the video? Do it. Put a threshold two? on it. All right. Fine. Do it. <laughs> do do your silly experiment. Well, while you're okay, doing that. Okay. So okay. As, Let me check. Let as check Mike introduced, events. the big news for me this week, after five years on Twitch, I moved my live show to YouTube, which for me is a really tough thing, and I've actually been working on it for about 2 years because that's about how long it takes for me to get off of something that I'm, you know, totally committed to. And it's 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 hard to move that type of thing and it's hard to kind of push a reset button, but it's also really good. If you're a creator, um nothing nothing is better than kind of resetting the rules and saying, "You know what? I can start over and do things a little bit differently." So, uh it's nice to be on a different platform and join Team Red.
0: Yeah, it's a big step to take, especially cuz you've been on Twitch for how many years now?
1: 5 years. Yeah, 5 years. So oh. I'm um I've been live streaming on, on Twitch for more than five years since May 2014, and it was 29th of July 2014 when I got my DK2 through the door, fired up Elite Dangerous, went live, read it, loved it, and we just went crazy from there. So five mm-hmm. solid years of you know four shows a week. Actually, initially, I started off at six shows a week, and then mm-hmm. I realized that was going to quickly kill me, so I backed it off. <laughs> <laughs> but still the same thing. So the same, same four shows a week on, on YouTube is what I'm doing. And my focus, uh, as always, is on live streaming. It's not on creating videos or whatever. So I'm a bit different to you mm. lads that way. But uh, looking forward so, to it. It's been good so, so far.
0: So people might be interested to know why you decided to take that switch.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the main thing The main thing is that it feels like I've been um, generating what I like as content into what feels like a brick wall. Um, mm. Twitch haven't been very promoting of of actually vr at all i've done a few highlights uh and i've been in some of them things like subnautica clips and stuff like that where they're like oh isn't this a funny little highlight but then earlier in the year they had this problem where they removed the virtual reality category Um, there's been times before where it's just been a problem being a virtual reality variety caster on that platform you know i've Mm -hmm. talked to their product management team and all this kind of stuff over the years you know attended lots of kind of uk twitch parties and things like that and I love it. I love the community, but their tool set, unfortunately, have, uh, you know, Amazon are falling behind Google in terms of their capabilities. There's a few things like the uh, emojis or custom emoticons and things like that you get with subbing and stuff like that on Twitch, which I'll certainly miss. And I know the audience do as well. But um, other than that, it's a, it's a pretty comparable, you know, parity switch now. And there's a lot of things like transcoding or the availability of videos offline, which, you know, Twitch after two weeks dumps your video, right? YouTube mm-hmm. it's there. At Infinitum, yeah. so there's, mm. there's a lot of reasons um, why that 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 switch made sense. And uh, I threw out an image midweek about that. And so if you're interested, check me out on Twitter. Pick up that image, and i uh, well, I do plan to do a video on it, a short thing, just to kind of sure. give a summary and give some tips about if you're looking to be a streamer on either platform. Um, you know what have I found to be successful, and you know how did how did I get into the groove? over those mm. last five years did
0: did the vr category ever come back or did it just completely no. disappear no okay good. so that was a big issue
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah. The, the issue is i was uh, i was streaming into there's a category called games and demos which is was which was originally created for like science podcasting not podcasting sorry science and um casting like live game development
3: Mm-hmm. which was actually really
1: interesting you found some kind of like really weird and wonderful things kind of like if you've got the asmr category over here with all the ladies then all the nerdy dudes go over here to games and demos so it was kind of a nice uh, a nice little niche category that, that the key on twitch again is or any streaming service i'd say is if you're gonna if you're in a category driven um uh, platform make sure that you're not in a flooded category so in other words you go and try and stream fortnite against forty thousand other people Mm. What kind of viewership you're gonna get? Probably not a lot. You're gonna sit at the bottom of this of like scrolling down 20, 20 tabs. But if you pick like a kind of a medium old game or a game that like isn't so super hot, um, like maybe super hot. Super and hot. it's got like five people casting it, and let's say there's four hundred people watching that, if mm-hmm. you're good, anyone who looks for mm. super hot is gonna pick up your stream and if you've got a kind of convincing thumbnail, then um, you know, people will start to dump into you. And that's the way kind of Twitch works well for if you're a low to medium sized caster. Yeah. So
0: see. I see. Well,
2: there also, we have it. I've um I've put the limit on the 100 likes 100 to likes.
0: see Zim's video. Uh, 100? Red lips. I, 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 I think it should be way less. It should be something like 10 or 20. You said it now. So
1: if this is a mouth guard. Yeah, I... 100 likes.
2: I, I, I kind of like that number. So, this okay. mouth guard. Okay. We'll,
1: so, what, what exactly do I have to do then with this rowdy? Is it like five minutes with this thing in? Because that is. No, the, the rest of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. you know
0: you, you have to do one game uh, release with it in okay. if you get 100 like, uh, likes before releases. So, you've got maybe like half an hour, 40 minutes. Okay.
1: Game's on. Um, Game's on. Lads. Yeah.
0: So, if you're wondering where Nathy is, he's currently in California flying the Millennium Falcon at Disney World super jealous. (laughs) Uh, So he won't be joining us this week. He will be back on track, of course, next week. Uh, If you don't know who I am, my name's Mike. I'm the host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an interesting show for you today. We're going to be talking about our thoughts on Defector, which was a big release for last week. I'm sure we all sort of played it. Uh, We've got some cool news about a new big screen update called Big Screen TV. Nintendo drops VR support on its newly announced Nintendo Switch Lite. Zim's going to give you the details on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to be talking about Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed coming to VR and Windows ML headsets disappearing from stores. Thank God. Some due system break that about. one. Sorry, I did. Yeah.
1: Can't, can't, can't contain myself.
0: Yeah. So let's find out what everyone's been playing. And of course, their highlight of the week this week, feel free to join in the chat. We like to uh, read out what you've been playing as well, especially uh, some people that join us regularly, like Watuk. When he absently goes missing, we sort of get worried. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to know what you played as well. But first up, of course, let's find out what Ryadu played this week and your sort of highlight of the week.
2: Yeah, I've actually I've played three games uh, this week of which Two we're going to talk about probably later. Uh, but one is one, one that I wanted to highlight. I know, I know there is, has, is especially one person here on the, on the podcast that has talked about this already a lot. But I have for the first time since ever tried Minecraft. Yeah. And I've tried it and, and I've tried it in virtual reality. Nice. So um, I have to say I was impressed. I was impressed by how beautiful the game can look. Um, if you use like something like shaders and that kind of stuff, wait, really impressed wait, wait, wait. by that. What
1: version did you run? Uh, there's
2: two versions. The super latest, the Vivecraft 1.14. You did
1: Vivecraft, good man, good man. Cause there's, there's the John Carmack edition, which some people swear by, but isn't great for multiplayer. Ah, Continue. Okay.
2: I've, I've tried to, the, the, the Vivecraft, the Vivecraft 1.14, which was, I think just released like on, roughly like a couple like days ago, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good call. I mean, I, I, of course, I don't know anything about Minecraft. I know a lot of people play it. I've seen people play. Uh, I've seen videos about it. Um, I didn't get it at first since I jumped in with uh, with Viper and simply Chris. Uh, Viper is, by the way, he's like he knows what he's doing in that game. Like he really does. Like he played that like a tremendous lot. Wow. Uh, I, I just kept on dying by like those kind of zombie things. I thought. That there were actually NPCs that wanted to like come and talk to me. Apparently they don't. They just blow up in your face. Um, you had uh, we went swimming in a boat. Then Viper puked. And then... <laughs> wait, wait, wait! He puked. Uh, what, he ate. Yeah, something. He, he got really he, he got really sick in the, uh, when playing in the in the boat and like all of the hills because we were like chasing each other with swords oh, yeah. around the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we went a bit crazy in there but it was uh, i had a lot of fun and i kind of get like i mean it didn't do that much i made like a bowl and i made a sword <laughs> and i made a pickaxe um like i, I kind of get why people play this now a lot though because it, it's basically there's not really a storyline there's not really a concept of what you can do but you can pretty much do anything you want you can make your own adventure. You can have custom maps. You can see custom quests. You can have so many different things that are going on. I, I would love to hear from people in the chat, or they can hit me up personally on Twitter as well. Like, what well, what kind of stuff I should definitely try out in, in Minecraft? Because I'm I'm definitely gonna play it more, and I'm also going to like make some videos on it. So uh, oh. yeah, I'd
1: love to I'd love to hear that. Uh, well, I've got some recommendations. So I I've played Minecraft heavily for since it was launched. Actually, I got into it because they accidentally, Mojang, the the company behind it, they accidentally Mm -hmm. opened it up so you didn't have to pay for a given weekend. And a buddy of mine uh, named Sue who's in Japan now, he basically said to me, he gave me the heads up, he's like, hey, there's this game, you should check it out. It's got pigs and chickens and stuff. I'm like, pigs and chickens, what? So I tried it, like, really early on. But, like, the game has expanded enormously since then. It's obviously across all kinds of devices. You can play it on your Raspberry Pi or your microwave now, basically. Um, and and what I would recommend for you is take a look at some of the achievements because some of the achievements going after them um, really takes you through some bits of the game that are, are really good fun. Um, and it, it pushes you to do everything like mine for rare minerals and all that. Yeah, I'd yeah. also recommend playing it on, on the hardest difficulty because it, it's um, – it, it, really it's quite, it's, quite, it's quite fun. It's quite a challenging survival game. Yeah. So, nice, like, nice.
0: before diving into Vivecraft, have you ever played Minecraft on any other platform?
2: No, no never. Never, ever, ever have I played. I mean, I, I might have... Because I think I actually, I bought it before because I realized that when I bought it again that I had, like, a different email that said, so congratulations, you purchased Minecraft. So I think I bought it twice <laughs> with two different email accounts. Um, but I've, I've definitely never booted it up before. No,
3: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. so Never. so just just so people know in the chat if they want to go and check this out. So Vivecraft, is it something you have to buy Minecraft and then this is a mod for it, or how does that work? Zim can probably tell that better, but the way that, that I understand it, it's indeed it's some
2: kind of mod. Um, it's it's basically with, with Minecraft you can install different versions. You have a Minecraft launcher, and you can install different versions which you can also mod differently, and Vivecrafts is just one of those kind of modifications.
1: He's got it. So, Mike, just as you described it is is exactly it. So you buy base Java Edition Minecraft from Minecraft.net. Uh, you go over to vivecraft.org, you download the latest build. You can run it on a Rift or Vive or whatever. You've got PC VR. I'm sure the index will run it as well. Um, one of the things that's really cool, if you can find a VR server, and we've, we run one, um, is, there is a is a plugin that even if you're a 2D player you can see VR player movements so when viper decides he wants to do the boogie right and his arms are doing this then even a 2D player he's not just seeing you know your arms kind of statically held there you actually get to see the full whack and they right. don't they don't need anything other than a kind of a specialized launcher they don't have to update their game or anything so it's it, it's really neat to do that especially when you've got a group of like you know 8 12 people doing something working on a project together whatever it is um it's fantastic though there's there's a really big span of like I tend to be an explorer I tend to just because the game is procedural you can just kind of keep going that's what Mm -hmm. I tend to do a lot of people who I know love the building aspect of it as in getting creative creating something we put a 3d red and red and blue stereoscopic glasses on a mountain you know and that was not an easy project because you know getting the redstone for the red bits or or blue dye for the blue parts you have to get them from different parts of the world so it's quite fun. It's quite fun.
2: And also it 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 looks visually very impressive. And I know it's weird to say that because it's like all blocky. Mm. But uh like I, I posted a, a screenshot of our play session on on Twitter uh today. Um and it's indeed it it, it gives that I mean, the music in Minecraft is great. It's it's absolutely brilliant. The music that they're using in that. But if you have like that, like those nice shaders that go over the game, it looks so freaking gorgeous. The water's like softly like like cabling on, and like you have like that beautiful sunset, and you have like the lights that all change over the land. It's so gorgeous. And then indeed, like you have the hands that go separately. I think that's a that's a really cool thing how how that works because you get so much more interaction.
1: Ah, uh, I've got another recommendation for you. The mixed reality in Vivecraft is easy to set up and it looks really cool. It's really neat to like pull a sword out and wag it at someone. They do the whole kind of alpha layering. So even if you're, you know, mm-hmm. if it's behind you, it occludes. Mm-hmm. So it's really quite convincing and um, can make for some really fun times. If you ever want a yeah. seppuku, you can just turn that blade on yourself or whatever you want to do. It's great. <laughs> I,
0: I think the thing about uh, Minecraft is like a lot of the community, particularly around the quest, have been waiting for official minecraft release on the quest right yeah it's so weird because it came out on gear vr never officially came out on oculus go and never officially came out on quest either i'm really hoping that um maybe we get a surprise announcement at oc6 you know that minecraft is finally coming to quest because i think it's one of those big titles a lot of people are interested in but i guess the problem is licensing with like between microsoft and oculus there must be some deal uh that that isn't quite finalized yet for that game
3: Hmm yeah cuz the hardwares one.
0: the hardware's more than capable right because you can mm-hmm. sideload uh the yeah. Gear VR version if you officially buy it and download it you can sideload it on Quest and actually play it um it's just it's just not officially supported which I, is a real I, shame
1: I think a go I mean a go version I know there are go versions that you can um uh, mm. push onto the go but control scheme wise I can see why there's challenges there but with mm. the Quest I see no reason um the only thing that I could think is a limiter is is uh, Minecraft is funny cuz it looks blocky and pixelated and all that but it's actually one of the most demanding games i mean over the years it, it has it has changed enormously like initially when they released on mobile it was this like fixed little box of like i don't know two five six by two five six and you go in it would spawn it you'd play around in that you'd be like okay i'm bored now let me go create another world of two five six blocks and now it's infinite again on mobile so eventually they software engineered it to the point where they could do it i'd love it if they could do procedural infinite worlds on on quest but yeah I, I wonder if there are software limitations i don't think so i think it's possible i think it should be able to come
0: i i, I still like have never really you got into it or right? really understand i know it. I've, I've tried
1: like, baiting him several times i, I know yeah, i know yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever i
0: see like my nieces and nephews they're always playing on mobile and I, I am fascinated because i think it is a really creative uh game but uh i just don't see the appeal for me uh whatsoever but Maybe I should just give it a go one day. One day. Um, but what but did VR you play? Makes uh... A lot of difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Um, so, what did you play this week then, Zim? What's your sort of highlight of the week then, dude? Uh,
1: my highlight of the week is, um, is I'll give two small, two short ones. Uh, the first one is I got sucked in this morning into Oculus Home and opening boxes with my daughter, uh, which, oh my which God. is, which is, which is funny. But it's like we just set up the Rift because I was like, I can't just take my CV1. And set it out to passage i'm not doing that i'm gonna set it up downstairs so we have it on the couch or whatever and um so we we opened that up and it was like lo and behold it's been installed for a couple of weeks so we've got some crates to open so we started opening boxes and my my daughter is like huge into accessorizing and things like you know ca- character builds and all that kind of stuff she's five and uh and, we, and so we we kept swapping turns kind of figuring out how the oculus home layout would be and now she's got like this adorable little environment. Like initially my wife and I were joking. We're like, oh, when we move, we'll, we'll let the, our daughter, uh, you know, give her creative rights over our house. And we'll see how that turns out. And guests will come over and be like, wow, there's a lot of rainbows in this house. Um, <laughs> and I thought that would be kind of funny. But then she made this beautiful, like Oculus home environment, which is like better than mine. <laughs> spent like six months on mine. So like, I'm kind of annoyed now, but also I have to say, if anyone hasn't spent the time, it's not obvious that it's there. If anyone hasn't spent the time to like go into Oculus Home, check out your notifications, throw some boxes down, like open some of the unique items, they they made it really really nice. And um, you know, comparing it to kind of Steam VR Home, it's always I've always preferred Oculus Home only because items keep their original dimensions. And I think that that's a really important design factor. The other mm-hmm. the other thing I did this week um was National Geographic uh, VR Explorer on the Quest, which is the which is this kind of first chapter uh or first episode of what appears to be an episodic national geographic platform where you go to antarctica you take photos of some penguins and then there's a bit that's like the climb where you have ice axes and you're like climbing up and ice is falling and all this kind of stuff but the coolest part of it was when i got in a canoe and i finally had use for i'll show you something (laughs) I i finally had use for uh what should never be repurposed this uh beat saber mall saber (laughs) wand from protube and so i I stuck my controllers in there and i was kayaking down the the thing and it felt great it was like this is like the perfect add-on to that that experience and i have to say having kayaked once and i know there's that game that you played mike recently that is you know you're a spy in a basically a kayak and you're phantom yeah yeah thank you covert ops or something phantom yeah yeah and um and and so instantly i kind of started pining for that game but what i was pining for even more is like a multiplayer uh rafting game i mean rowdy mentioned boating in in minecraft which is something that i've done with like 16 people you're all going over the ocean it's fucking super social and really fun just to go exploring in boats you feel like you're a conquistador or something but like to do that and actually have a peripheral that was for a kayak now i want more i want to do rapids is there not a rapids vr game i need to get into the rapids
0: I saw one a while ago. I remember seeing a clip of a kayaking game in VR a little while ago. Uh, I can't remember the name for the life of me, but there is one being there is one in development right now that is coming soon. All right. Well,
1: if anyone in the chat knows the name, please tell me because yeah. I'm keen. And um, I yeah. would compare it to like VR Regatta, which was a sailing one. I learned sailing when I yeah. was when I was a teenager in the Caribbean, and and it was like really cool to have to actually do the whole like lean back and you had to sit on your floor, and that was the same thing like this like sitting in the kayak and and, and floating along. is short. But um, yeah. I really like it. And for like eight quid or whatever the game is, it, 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 it's, it's proper. Um, initially, and what's the game again? So this is um, National Geographic VR Explorer on mm-hmm. Quest, uh, which is uh, it's really just one module. But one of the bits that I thought was really cool was you take p- photos. Your photos actually turn out pretty well. You end up back at your home, which again, kind of like uh, the Oculus home, you can customize. You put your photos in photo frames, and then you can also forward out to Facebook, Facebook, of course. A photo that you've taken in the game, uh, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So I took this really convincing photo of a fish and I like pinged it over to Facebook, which is probably my first post in about three years. But um, it was really neat seeing that. Like I yeah. don't know, it was just and I think National Geographic did a much better job of it than I was expecting. Like literally, the climbing part felt like the climb. Uh, right. And it was great vistas and all that. So I'm really looking forward. I hope there is a content roadmap because I'd, I'd play more yeah. modules and I'd pay for them definitely.
0: But you're right in that kayaking in VR is uh, a very cool mechanic. Like uh, in Phantom, they do it so well. And it's so satisfying because obviously you're mixing that with gunplay and shooting and stealth. It's a really cool game. Definitely worth checking out, uh, keeping an eye on for sure. Um, So what about the chat? What did they uh, play this week? Any sort of good recommendations? The the chat actually, like we have
2: Onikaze who played uh, Echo uh, VR, mainly Combat, uh,
0: Defector and T4 God on Quest. Mm. I haven't heard of that one yet. I heard about he that forgot. very briefly uh, from the Oculus Quest subreddit. It's, um, I think it's a game you need to sideload right now. You'll hear about basically, it later. It, <clears throat> oh, okay. I'll let you talk oh. about it later. <laughs> <Okay. then. laughs>
1: Hence my, my, my tea thing. We'll talk about it a bit. Later yeah. in a
2: bit. And then I also see a Defector, a Vivecraft in death, Uh, Again, defector by Mamafan VR pro played Echo VR. Mamafan played also Rogan. Um, Jimster says he still wants to play Arizona Sunshine, and there will be a DLC out for it soon, which is indeed true. Uh flip aside, watch the movie Avatar 3D in VR and oh my god, the 3D was so good.
1: Man,
0: I haven't yeah, done that yet. Absolutely. You guys done we're gonna that? be talking about that. We're, we're gonna be talking about that very, very shortly okay. with the big screen update. So we'll we'll save that for now. Um <laughs> but let's talk about Defector then, because I played Defector and it seems a lot of people in the chat played it as well. So please feel free to chime in, in the chat because um I was really, really looking forward to this game. It was one of my most anticipated games coming oh. out on the Oculus Rift, and it felt like it'd been in development for such a long time because the first gameplay of like the first level released like a year ago. So it seems like, you know, the hype has been building for all that time. We finally got to play it this week. And um, I actually was really disappointed, like really Mm. disappointed. Now, I I thoroughly enjoyed the first level, which is set on the plane, which is probably all the gameplay videos you've seen of this uh, this week. Mm. It has a great mix of of gadgets, uh, dialogue, shooting, over-the-top action scenes, you're jumping out of planes or driving cars out of planes. It's just crazy. Like, you're living out your James Bond, Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne fantasies Like in that level. It's, it's brilliant. After that, though, things start to slow down a bit. And for me, that wasn't necessarily so much of a problem. You know, the pacing was a lot slower, not so much action, more dialogue, more sort of leading up to something uh, in the second and third missions. And I was happy. With those missions because they really sort of do mix up the gameplay mechanics in each level so they're they're almost different gameplay mechanics in each level so you've got like uh, running in one level interrogation climbing um so that's really great that you've got this mix of gameplay mechanics keeps everything fresh and and interesting but then there's five missions in total and it's the last two missions and i won't spoil anything you know if you want to play the game go and check it out um but the the last two missions just ruined the whole game for me. It almost feels like a different development team made the last mm-hmm. two missions mm-hmm. from the first three missions. I'm not quite sure what's happened here. I don't know if it's like pressure to get the game out because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of uh, an Oculus Studios title as well. So maybe they were like, you know, we need this out by this deadline and put pressure on them and they had to rush it through. I'm not quite sure how it happened, but for some reason the game just left me feeling disappointed. Mm. And, and it was a shame because I was super hyped for this game. I was kind of hoping it to be like the blood and truth of PC VR, right? You know, blood and truth on PSVR is an amazing game. But sadly, this game isn't even in the same league as blood yeah. and truth, in my opinion. Like blood and truth is standout, mm. like amazing game. But I'd love to know. I, I, um, I kind
2: of disagree a little bit with that. Um, I mean, first off, the game is $20, right? Mm-hmm. That is $20. I do have to I, I haven't finished it, of course, like I, I've told you before, I've actually only played the first three levels and apparently those are, according to you, like the, the, the best ones. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, do I find it worth $20 for those three levels? I do think so. I mean, I do think that those three levels alone already give it, you know, some kind of value mm. that is probably mm. $20. I would be okay with if I paid that for a VR game. Um, I haven't played the last two levels yet so i have to i have to check that out what i do want to point out is that the in, in the first three levels the kind of mechanics that they're using were a lot of a lot of those kind of things i kind of wished that were in blood and truth and blood and truth such as that there were really different parts that i could choose that really like made it different in the gaming experience they did that fairly nice It were like very different kind of strategies that you could take. They had like those kind of mini games with like some kind of gambling that is going on. Mm-hmm. Really like that as well because it, it kind of like freshes up the experience and makes it worth just like a little bit more, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Blood and Truth for me was really, it's on rails, very, you know, from beginning up until end. It's a fixed kind of storyline, a fixed kind of like trail that you're following. It's really well done. Don't get me wrong. I love Blood and Truth. But to say it's like not on the same leaf for me, it's, it's it's not entirely true because it did certain mm. things very, very well that I kind of hit on as like critical points for Blood and Truth. Yeah. Mm. and I
1: mean, like, I know I, I haven't played The Factor yet. I'm saving it. Um, But Blood and Truth was, just to, you know, refresh people who haven't played it or people on other platforms, very on rails. I mean, I think they yeah. did the, the on rails pretty well in that they distract you from the fact that it's on rails, but it is like yeah. harshly on rails in some parts of the game where freedom is freedom unfortunately is is something that normally comes with vr and you come to expect it in the same way that rowdy would say that you know subnautica doesn't give you your hands so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm i'm interested i'm interested in terms of how much does the trailer spoil of the game because that's that's the thing that we've been seeing time and time again it's like do you feel like there's enough fresh content there for your asking price lens
0: so I, I don't have an issue with the asking price. I think that's that's fine. But I think the the problem is like with Blood and Truth. For me, the story was very cohesive. Mm. So it, it tells it very well yeah. in the cutscenes. You're you know you you understand throughout the the whole campaign what's going on and your role in that. That's kind of muddy in in Defector. That's you true. Know, that is it, completely true. Yeah, I agree
2: like, with that. The story doesn't feel as cohesive, and also the audio is not done as great as it is in Blood and Truth. Yeah, mm. uh, for some reason. Um, even from the beginning on, I, I, I immediately noticed that, that they have put like some weird kind of echo on mm-hmm. voices in, in rooms that shouldn't be so echoey, I would say. <laughs> so it, it kind of like ticks me off. I don't like the hot either no i don't like the um i mean there, there, there's a lot of points that i can that can i point out that i didn't like about the game the story doesn't feel that cohesive the HUD is something that really bothers me um also like the the inventory system didn't like that i pressed that like that it popped out a lot of times and there was another point but i, I kind of forgot i'll probably come up with later that i, I wanted to mention about it as well um
0: did you oh, did you notice the uh, the automatic rotation? In, so so basically, if you've not played it, what happens is is if you're not facing the action, the game will automatically rotate the player to face the action. Mm. So oh, really? yeah, so it's basically set up for two sensors with a original rift mm. rather than mm-hmm. room scale. With also, three sensors. the locomotion
2: system to me again it doesn't make sense. They have two locomotion uh, systems and one one follows your face, which I already mm-hmm. don't like, and the other one. I don't know what it follows, but I couldn't figure it out for me for me to work. So I, I still don't get why they don't have like just like a follow the controller, controller like follower. pretty much like Onward or Pavlov, like any other like game that has free locomotion does. Like, yeah. I, I don't get why they didn't include that option.
0: Yeah. But the, fight, the fight scenes were great. Like fighting was like fist to fist oh, fighting was, well was great.
2: Very, very well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, grabbing, I- uh, and what I also didn't like was that um, there was this kind of, how do I explain that? um like w- when you're when you're progressing through the story there's no voice recognition so all the dialogue you need yeah. to choose options but a lot of times it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to choose any of the options so it, it's like you just click something yeah. then the character doesn't say it so it doesn't vocalize it always a certain occasions does oh. but i kind of miss something like It would have been nicer then because that kind of spoils like all the immersion for me. If I all of a sudden I see like three pop-ups and these are like the answers I need to choose from. Yeah. I would have much preferred if there was like some kind of simple answers uh, because they don't really matter that much anyway, but then have it with like voice recognition software because everyone who plays it on a VR headset yeah,
0: as a microphone build in anyway, or or even like they did in Blood and Truth, where you nod yes and no, you know. And, and <laughs> no, they did that one time. They did it once. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I, I just think ultimately, you know, I, like I don't want to knock the game completely. I think there were some great elements in it, but I just think Definitely. because I was so excited about it, it just left me feeling disappointed mm. in the end. Um, I'd love to see what you think if you get a chance to play the other two levels maybe this week. Uh, maybe you can yeah. let us know what you think uh, next week. Um, but what do people in the chat? think about it do they sort of have they finished it or very is it back kind and of... forth
1: yeah okay. very back and forth so a few people have said so uh meatball says i agree with rowdy the value proposition is good it certainly does feel like the end was rushed but i did not feel the experience was ruined mm-hmm. um, okay. there was a few others Yingsen well. also
2: says why does the factor a 20 pc vr game have to match a 40 psvr game which is mm-hmm. of course i mean it's double the price huh? like mm-hmm. uh, 40 dollars for blood and truth and 20 dollars for uh for a defector, it's. Yeah. I mean, it is a fair point to make, of course. But yeah, like the the hype that was built around the game, that's also what what I agree with you with with, with Mike. Uh, there was such hype built around this game for such a long time that the expectations, the bar, just got raised so much that yeah. we expect a lot more from it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard with an action game, though. I mean, think about the animation yeah. budget and all that that you got to do for the characters I mean is this is not an easy type of mm. game this is not a but, room escape that you're developing optimization
2: you know? because i still had optimization problems playing the game like i had loading screens that would still like get very like uh, triggery for like crashes and
1: that kind of stuff and so, that's i mean that's specifically yeah. why when games like this land i always wait at least a week cuz i'm like i mm-hmm. want all that like day one patch stuff out the door. And you know, dev teams like when they see bugs and like their game is hitting its highest sales as it's just out the gates, like they get on their horses and they code like crazy for that first week to make yeah. sure it's buffered. So, so I, have, I have the ability uh, to relax. I, I am
2: interested in seeing more from Twisted Pixel though. Cause I, I do uh, think that it's, yeah, that what they're doing is a great job and it's pushing VR forward because only already for the action scenes that they've made. Just like in Blood and Truth, if you take like a snippet of content out of there and you show that to other people, uh, mm. even even though okay like the, the game is maybe not like the best as we wanted it to be but if you show like a snippet of content people go like man i want to try that in virtual reality
0: yeah yeah, and, and i think this is another thing that's worth saying as well like i really love twisted pixel as a, a game studio i really enjoyed wilson's heart Same. and i think that that is again why i'm just yeah. disappointed with the final product you know with, with blood it. and truth that the the sort of it, it ramps up to an amazing ending. Like the, the ending is something out of a Bond movie. You know, you, you feel mm-hmm. like you've pulled off this epic thing at the end. Whereas it started off up here and then just went kind of downhill. And- but
2: there were certain parts of Blood and Truth that were also, for me, like yeah. the museum scene was a bit like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that's that's cool. All right, nice. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's always in like an, I mean, even Lone Echo had a little bit of a dip in the middle, I would say. Right. Oh way. yeah,
1: oh yeah, you know, big so- dip. You're
0: talking the about the, the alien pods and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so that that is Defector. You know, we've got some mixed, mixed opinions on it as well. Um, but yeah, I played it this week. Enjoyed the start of it. Not so much the end, but... Um... Yeah, let's move on to some quick news then. And let's start by talking about big screen TV. Now, for those of you that don't know what big screen is, it's a free app available on all PC and standalone VR headsets that allows someone with a PC to share the content that's on that PC uh, with other people in a virtual environment. So that could be like a cinema, could be like a home environment, could be a, you know a choice of, of different environments uh, that you can watch that content together in. And the cool thing is you can just kind of hang out, watch movies, movies, play games, and do this all socially together, which is really neat. Uh, but the problem is, if you wanted to host this content yourself, it really relied on you having like a, a decent internet connection because you're basically sharing the content from your desktop to the other people in the room. Now, in their latest update this week, Big Screen has added a new home environment as part of this update. It's a huge uh, sort of living room with a massive TV, curved seating and it's even got like a a that's that's moving around the floor cleaning the floor as you're sort of in there chatting which is kind of neat little feature it's got a little fireplace as well which is nice um but the biggest thing of course with this big update is that they're adding 50 free tv channels that are hosted by the source of the the content 24 7 so Basically, this means that you can fire up big screen today in any headset, whether it be the Quest, Go, PC VR headset, and you have dedicated rooms for channels. So you can go uh, into the Twitch room, uh, CNN room, Pluto, Sports, SpaceX, all these 50 channels. Just go in there and you can watch this content that is streamed from their servers uh, with up to eight people and sort of chat and meet like minded people that are into the same content as you. And the the cool thing is this works completely cross platform. So, you know, if you're a Quest user, you can jump into rooms with like PC users and, and Go and Gear VR and everyone else as well are all in the mix together. And it's this kind of big social melting pot.
1: How does the yeah, financials work behind this then? 50 channels so, you just get for free?
0: Yeah. So this is the thing. Like I, I met up with uh, and the creator of Big Screen this week and talked to him at length about this new update and how they pulled it off. Um, and basically, um, all this content is free online anyway, just from websites. Right. So it's hosted there anyway. So what Big Screen have done is just like pulled a hook into like, the stream and just pulled it into a nice UI within Big Screen. And then they basically right. then just direct that stream to Big Screen. Um, so that's basically how it works. So you're getting it from source. But Um, even even
1: regional licensing, I would think would get in the way because like, you know, for instance, if you want to watch CNN from the US, oftentimes in, in, in the UK, we'd get blocked from watching that It'd say like this content is not available in your region. I'm wondering, does big screen have those limitations today?
0: It does, but yes. from what I've tested so far, I haven't hit any roadblocks yet. Like, I could watch CNN, I could watch Pluto, uh, I mm. could watch SpaceX. So um, I don't know which channels are region-locked, but there's just so much content there that there's something definitely for you if you're interested. Mm. Um, and the thing is, like like you said, like it's amazing that this is still free. Like, how do they afford this? But really, it's just it's free content that's out there anyway. They're just hooking into it.
1: I assume on these channels, anyway, ads are running. So the channel operators yes. are... Getting an ad a revenue, a, uh, sorry, ad revenue stream. Um, yes. So that that's one part of it. I mean, Twitch, for instance. I heard a little bit of a complaint, I guess, about that. Again, coming from the Twitch side of things, that only top broadcasters were viewable on it. That's and right. It, it, it was yeah. kind of capped. Um, so unless you want to watch the megas, then there's nothing there for you if you're watching yeah. Disney, somebody else.
0: So you can't search for. The stream that you want to watch it, it automatically selects a stream for you to watch hmm. uh, which is generally Fortnite, of course um <laughs> well a but, question
1: about users in the room because you said a big curved couch you jump into rooms with with other people i mean i've found there to be a very mixed experience in big screen when i join a room at random like not always positive sometimes to quite lewd people or you know people swearing away or making lots of noise or whatever how is that balanced i'm curious in terms yeah. of this new offering
0: so th- this is a good question because it's a question I asked as well. Because like, say, if you want to watch a TV show or a movie uh, in big screen, then it's important that you have a good experience and you're not interrupted by some jerk in the room that's causing you problems. Exactly. So they do have a lot of troll features to manage those people, like to mute them or to to get rid of them if you are hosting the room, for example. Um, so there is uh, ways around that. Mm. Um, but one thing that I would definitely recommend going and checking out is the 3D movie trailer room Ooh. so basically it's a room dedicated to 3d trailers um and when i went when i went in there i was watching the 3d trailer for the force awakens never seen the trailer in 3d before mm-hmm. and 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 all my days it looks incredible like and i think this is the the greatest thing about watching 3d movie content in big screen or in vr in general is that like when i go to the cinema or you know i want to watch it's tv at home the same yeah. and I, I never want to watch it in 3d but in VR, it just works because, like, everything's lined up with your eyes perfectly. So the 3D effect is almost, like, amplified. So even if you just go in there to check out the 3D movie trailers, I'd recommend it. Uh, but it's just a- another big, cool update to big screen. Uh, so I, I can't thought... wait up until we see, like, things, like, coming up, like,
2: um, like there's, like, giant arenas, you know? Like, <gasps> for example, there's, like, an eSports event on Twitch. Yeah. And you have this, like, giant arena and big screen with, like, thousands of people in there all watching the same screen, like cheering and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually, you know, they just need yeah. like the bandwidth and the and the, and the technolo- technological capabilities to do that. But eventually we'll hit that point that we get like, you know, thousands of people in like the same kind of scene.
1: Yeah. It's going to be and epic. I got right? a point to share on that because sure. I think Space made a big mistake in an experiment that I, in my eyes, failed and I'll call it folding when you take another virtual player and, and put them in the same space and have these you know, groups of people digitally together, but you don't actually get the scale of how many users are there, but like we gotta solve that problem because I actually think like what you're saying, Rowdy, if I'm entering a stadium and I'm watching a, a, a scene, I still want a digital seat, right? I still want to be with people around me and run into you know, that kind of social dynamic of maybe meeting people who are around me who are also excited to be yeah. watching. I don't want to just it be instanced, like 500 instances of four people sat on a couch. Like, I do not want that. And I think that there's a lot of people out there who, who when trying this, will feel the same way.
0: Yeah, because that's exactly how it works. You know, you're right. Basically, you could have 10,000 people watching a Twitch uh channel for example mm. but you'd be split up in instances of eight people per room yeah. um but that's just yeah. the limitation right now you know Correct. of course like rowdy said this is only going to get bigger and better in the future and in the their, their most imminent roadmap and they've been talking about this for a long time now is 3d paid movie events mm. um and they're talking about having themed rooms uh, and the example that darshan gave me was like imagine watching titanic like you're on like the deck of a ship and there's like icebergs like flowing by like that sounds
2: freaking awesome it's it's gonna happen to you once yeah
1: I've already um, been in an audience and, and with a bunch of ladies like crying right throughout the audience watching Titanic. I, I don't necessarily need to do that in VR again.
0: <laughs> but what I was thinking, maybe we could have an F-Reality podcast uh, yeah, in there. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Chris Colbert on the Facebook
2: chat just said, I watch this show every week in big screen. You guys need to officially get the show in there. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome would that be? That would be cool. Yeah, be
0: cool. and I, I, you know, I, I know Darshan quite well, so maybe I could talk to him and make that happen. So like each new episode each week just is basically on un- rotation um yeah that'd be really cool i'd love that maybe we can make that happen we'll uh, keep you updated see, with that I'll see, I'll see. um so let's move on to the next bit of quick news then and that is nintendo switch Lite, um because this week nintendo announced their latest addition to the nintendo family and of course that is the nintendo switch Lite. and as the name suggests it's a stripped down version of the nintendo switch at a more affordable price with the focus solely on handheld mode right so with the original nintendo switch you could remove the joy cons on the side and you could dock the console and you could basically you know play it on your tv which was great so you could take it on the go and dock it into your dock and play it on a tv when you're at home which was really cool hence the name switch um but this new one obviously strips it all back everything's built into the unit you can't remove the joy cons anymore It's kind of welded to the machine, as it were. And you don't have the option to dock this console either. either. So it's just designed for handheld mode. And it doesn't
1: rumble. (laughs) It doesn't rumble. They took away the tactile support.
0: Yeah, Uh, you don't get uh, HD rumble, uh, which is in the Joy-Con controllers, which is a really neat feature when it works really well. But you're probably asking, why is this relevant to VR? Well, a few months ago, we were talking about Nintendo Labo VR. Now, these were sort of cardboard kits that you could assemble at home yourself into sort of various contraptions, such as a blaster, a bird, an elephant even, to create these kind of unique and wacky VR experiences that were... I thought they were a great introduction to VR for particularly a younger audience. Um, But now with this Switch Lite, because you can't remove the Joy-Cons... It doesn't make it compatible with the Nintendo Labo VR range. So it's a bit of a shame. You know, because they've dropped the price, it's more affordable now. It would have been a kind of good opportunity to, you know, bring in the Labo kits as well. But it's a bit of a shame. But what do you guys think about this? It's a hard engineering
1: uh, it, problem, isn't it, Mike? Because yeah. um in one in one side, I mean I showed this to my wife and because we were both excited about it. I was like, she's got a she's got a switch and I usually borrow hers. When I want to play some switch but i was like oh yeah i'll get the light when it comes out and i saw this come out and it's like in the uk right now a nintendo switch will set you back 270 pounds uh this mm-hmm. guy will set you back 200. and, right. and so 70 pounds different right and and the, and it's like taking away all those functions particularly the tv link one um her, her comment was that's not a switch. That's just a Game Boy, and, and that's mm-hmm. really what it is. It's just the the Switch library in essentially a Game Boy console. And I think there was no possibility for them to labelize this. You know, no. it, it, it's just a missed opportunity. And I think it's something that, in future, again, Nintendo loves coming out with iterations of their console. God, mm-hmm. I still the DS days, like X2XL DS and all oh fucking L. Back in L. Yeah. There's been so many consoles, like ten consoles, maybe more. Um, I I it's not what I expected. It's not unexpected. I'm a little sad that there's no the VR interaction because we won't be sweeping players in that way. But if this is a lower price point to get players, you know, with uh, with a handset that anyway, if you're a kid, chances are, you know, your parents or whatever yeah. don't want you hugging the TV. So you have a console. I mean, I had one. I had several when I uh, mobile handheld units and they're great for gaming. Yeah. That's how I met my wife. So there you yeah,
0: go. you're right. I think it's a great way, uh, affordable way to get kids playing yeah. the Switch, but it's just a, a missed opportunity. It's a shame, but I understand both sides of the table yeah. for sure. Uh, but when I'm not playing VR, I play the Switch a lot, actually. Such a uh, good I'm, console. I've, I've been playing Mario Maker 2 a lot this week. That's
1: <laughs> the one where you like you play other people's levels or you create a level? and yeah.
0: Okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's got a great single player as well. So probably one of the best Mario games I've, I've probably ever played that is that good. Wow. The Rowdy,
1: do you play Switch?
2: I do, but very, very rarely. Like only when I'm on holiday, basically. I
0: don't have the time to be also doing that. Like, sure, yeah, I know, yeah. I know what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a little bit of news about the Nintendo Switch uh, Lite. I thought I'd add that into quick news this week. But as we're talking about Nintendo, uh, it kind of brings us on nicely to the next bit of quick news, and that is, you know, Mario Kart. In VR, because we talked about this previously on an episode of the show, you know, I went to um, the Hollywood Bowl at the London O2 yep. where they've got Mario Kart VR arcade. It's an amazing experience. You're in a full cockpit that rumbles and moves. You've got a steering wheel and pedals. But also, to make the experience even better, they added Vive trackers to your wrist. So as you're driving, you can let go of the steering wheel, grab a a shell and throw it at your opponents in VR. And it's just such an amazing experience. I had such a blast with Mario Kart VR. And when, when I talked about it on the show, I remember just saying, I need this in my life uh, at home. I don't want to have to go to London every time I want to play something like this. And, and the cool thing is that someone's actually thought, actually, that's a pretty good idea. Let's make it for home users. Oh, and this is an upcoming game called Touring Carts VR. Uh, the developers are called Ivan Vit ivanovich games oh yes uh, ivanovich games i got it right this time you did. Uh, and basically they confirmed via twitter this week when i reached out to them they will be adding vive trackers and steering wheel support for launch for the steam vr version so basically this is the closest thing we're going to be able to get to mario kart in vr at home so, so the,
2: wait, wait, wait
0: why do we need the vive trackers is it for your feet to actually do the, the gas no, pedals or so for your hands for? so you're driving with the steering wheel you can let go of the steering wheel, grab a shell from the air or a banana skin, and then throw it at your opponents or throw it behind you. But you've got controllers. Like,
2: what, why can't you just use the controllers? Why do You, you can't hold a controller?
0: steering wheel at the same time while you're holding touch controllers or... Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, although, okay. although, because this game is coming out on PSVR as well, they are adding an option for PSVR users, because I'm sure they'd be kind of jealous with all this kind of fancy stuff going on with PC. So they've added an option... In, in fact many options you can play this with a dual shock you can play this with a vr rudder you can play it with a wheel or this is the awesome one you right. can play it with a wheel and move combo so you're driving with one hand and then you've got a move controller in the other hand that you can that's use the the, best way to that, pick oh, up the items big. and throw them so psvr users going to get a comparable experience as well but when i saw this i was just like this is amazing like i'm super hyped for this and uh, i looked into the specs it's going to have eight player multiplayer uh, 22 circuits inspired by real-life circuits that have been scaled down and sort of miniaturized. Uh, 30 customizable carts, and this is going to be coming out Q4 2019. Like I said, for PS, uh, PSVR, and PCVR.
2: Okay, so, so which wheel do I need to go and get to play this game? Like, you know, because I don't know anything about this stuff, but I know you guys both are a little bit into racing. Like, so which which one should I get?
1: yeah G29 will do yeah cuz that's got uh, PS4 compatibility so that's mm-hmm. a Logitech wheel and it's kind of mid price range so you'll probably pay 260 or something for that but it's got uh, it'll sort you for all your driving needs in addition to that and it's not kind of top end either it gives you force feedback it's kind of your best your your best uh, your and best do I option. need those like pedal things too it comes yes. with it comes with uh, it comes with oh sorry it. wait okay. uh, the new packaging mm, mike you got a G- did you get G29 or 920 I think it's similar uh, packaging.
0: I, I got roasted in the comments because I said it wrong in the video, so I don't want to mess it up. But basically, I got one <laughs> of the newer ones with the shifter and the pedals. Uh, but I think it was
1: Xbox only. But I think, yeah, you got the 920. But I think the, um, I think the shifter comes separate. Uh, yeah. I, I suspect the pedals come in the box.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I bought this uh, secondhand, though, so I didn't buy it brand new. But um, oh, okay. yeah, I, I'd recommend looking at secondhand market because these things are always uh, for sale secondhand because people don't have the space to store these things. So if you're looking at buying one cheap, uh, you can get one secondhand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I can't wait for this. Like uh, you know, If it's anything like the Mario Kart VR experience that I tried in the arcade, even a fraction of it, then I'll be happy and I'll be playing this a lot. I, it looks I'm like laughing a lot away the way here,
1: Mike, because having seen the videos of people playing this, I just imagine now you don't go into an office anymore, right? You're just, you're in your office. So you don't have to deal with this, but I can just imagine you sitting down to the, you know, the breakfast table or whatever after 12 hours of playing this game and recording whatever in your office and your wife is there and you're like, Oh my arm, man. My, Oh, just, it's, it's, I've been holding it up for so <laughs> long. It just, it, I can't, the stamina of holding up an item in one hand for like 30 but, minutes, even has no, but, got to be draining.
0: But that's the thing. It, it will be like that with the PSVR, of course, but with the with the PC version, if you're using Vive trackers, you, just, you can just grab hold of the steering wheel again when you're not holding stuff. Uh, right. that's, the only, that's the only bad thing. I need to buy some Vive trackers now, and they don't come cheap. I think they're about 120 quid each. Oh, we sh- still have them. Um, still that,
1: that price, wow.
0: Yeah, they're quite expensive. So hopefully maybe there's a, a way to maybe strap you know, the index controllers op- the opposite way around to your, your hand or something, so that'll yeah. work. But then the gripping, I don't know how that's going to work, but Hopefully I'll figure something out. But yeah, looking forward to this one. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. There is a Steam page up right now. And that is, uh, what is it called? Uh, Touring Carts VR. There's turn also going to be a pancake cards. version of the game as well if you don't
1: have uh, a VR headset. Do, yeah, one I'm question. That. Do we know if it's cross-platform? I don't know if you mentioned that.
0: That's the only thing I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be cross-platform with PC VR and PSVR. Okay. Um, not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That looks really cool. Thought it'd be worth mentioning. Definitely. Uh, Last bit of quick news this week is about the upcoming hack and slash VR game from Shell Games called Until You Fall. Now, Shell Games are responsible for the awesome I Expect You to Die. Mm. Awesome game. Really enjoyed that. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Uh, In Until You Fall, you put your sword fighting skills to the test as you use both magic and melee to fight twisted enemies in an unforgiving environment. Mm. Battle gather currency and forge new weapons to grow stronger and should you fall in combat you will rise to return more powerful than before so this is a oh, rogue light
1: that's the opposite of chronos where every time you died you got older and crustier but this is the opposite yes. you get more powerful every time you die that's great for me well what they're saying is
0: that you can arm yourself with two unique weapons uh, each Playthrough, uh, and you can sort of define your own fighting style with these two weapons because they're varied. Um, and basically, if you die, uh, then you know any upgrades that you've earned dr- during that playthrough are persistent. So you know you don't lose mm. progress as such. Oh. So you, you will become more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. Eventually, you'll be able to finish the game. That's
1: um, cool. No, yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice balancing mechanic to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're saying that uh, each run features randomized rewards. And enemy configurations and rooms. No attempts are quite the same, and you can earn ether, which I thought you'd like that, uh, Zim, being a key forge fan, uh, to <laughs> yes. permanently upgrade your weapons with over thirty unique traits and augments. Pretty, okay. pretty badass. I think that sounds good. Yeah. So it's like, shell,
1: it's shell games. To be honest, I, I, in terms of game design and the way they approach game design, shell games is one of the studios that I, or even from twenty fourteen, I like, I loved their methodology uh there were some great speeches that um shell had given uh that were available online those are worth looking for by the way Uh, some of his predictions for vr and where it's where it's gone to but um i can only imagine this is going to be fun the only thing that i I look at in the in the trailer and and kind of take a sharp intake of breath at is the teleport locomotion so i'm hoping we'll get smooth loco as well
0: I, I, I would hope so too, um, but the game is going to be launching not that far away on the 27th of August in early access for Rift and Vive on Steam VR. Probably get index support as well, I'd imagine. Right. Unfortunately, no hint on Quest yet, uh, which is mm. a bit of a shame because I think this game would do well on Quest as well. Um, It's kind of got that that melee combat system that kind of reminded me of Asgard's Wrath. So, you know, if you've got a quest, it would have been nice to play this. Uh, But we'll see. Maybe that will come in the future. Speaking of Asgard's Wrath,
1: Oculus, (laughs) release it. All right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that is uh, Until You Fall, another one that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, So let's pass it over to Zim, find out the lowdown on the game's releasing this week. Uh games you should be playing, maybe some that you shouldn't be,
1: so it's so always a mixed bag i think I think I think before we uh before we go into this, we gotta preface it with, what's the count at rowdy I uh, there i say uh we're we're currently sitting at sixty eight likes oh, so we're God. we're getting closer oh,
2: we're getting right. close. that is that
1: is very close if you manage it by the end, I will uphold it, and I will go, oh God, I'll go three minutes with the fucking <laughs> lips in all right this okay. is Anyway, um, I can you guys put me up to this. Anyway, all right, let's talk. Let's make this happen. Releases. Okay, so uh, first one, this is just in case you missed it, which you won't have because we already talked about it extensively. So I will not spend long, but I'll give you the visuals in case you didn't get a chance. So Defector, uh, boom. Defector released on the 11th of July. Uh, we said it was $20, 16 pounds. Um, it's there available for you on the Oculus Rift. Uh, the lads gave their kind of mixed opinions about the game. Um, to me, it looks pretty interesting. Um, jump out of a plane bit of pew-pew choices plural and also uh, you get to be an uh, elite operative whatever however you uh, however you take that
0: also one thing even though this is an oculus exclusive it does work well with revive if you want to play it on a vive or index
1: very And that's worth noting because not everything maps nicely in terms mm-hmm. of control schemes. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, that's kind of a big deal. So that's Defector anyway. I won't labor on it. Um, I'm keen on getting onto a few of the other uh, aspects we've got this week. So uh, next one is a bit of an interesting one, uh, something I've played quite a long time ago. Now, I've specifically not got a trailer for this one. And this, uh, this I will explain shortly. So the game, sorry, the app is called Notes on Blindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, which launched for Oculus Quest. It was out about 2 years ago, previously available on on PC VR. Um and the game is uh the game is is kind of an interesting um, an interesting foray into um a series of audio logs from a uh, an author named John Hull who over a period of time had deteriorating eyesight and eventually went blind in 1983 and he was he was cataloging his experience as he was going. So this is kind of a VR experience of that. It looks a little bit like Scanner Somber for anyone Mm -hmm. who's who's actually um, played that game. And if you haven't, it's a fun little two hour thing to pick up for a couple of quid uh Scanner Somber was a game where you would scatter pixels to to determine what was around you. So you'd you know outline a I don't know a tent or a piece of rock or something like that and you had to navigate through. Very interesting Art dynamic, and I have to say that although I appreciate the subject matter, um, certainly this is something that a couple of VR games have touched upon. How do I navigate a three-dimensional environment? Um, you know, not being able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't particularly like this when I played it back in 2016, but I'm I'm keen to see how the Quest audience takes it. Um, I don't know if either of you guys had a chance to play this yet. It only just dropped on the 12th of July, so yesterday.
0: No, 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 we're
1: getting head shakes. Okay. Um, if anyone in chat did try this out, I'm curious on, on your first impressions. As I said, I've seen other games maybe do the, uh, I'll call it the blind thing, um, better another way. But this is a great medium. It's a great way to kind of put you in the shoes of and teach you. And I think that the audio recordings themselves with the visuals of a VR, like I just found it a little bit too slow paced when I when I went through it. But I think it it still gives an appreciation for what it's like to be going blind, because you get to hear uh, the guys' um, uh, direct feedback. So an interesting one. I just wanted to flag it. Uh, That one's what is the title? So it's called Notes on Blindness. Mm. So I
0: think as well, like you know, if you work in that sphere with people with uh, you know uh, that got blindness, you know, or family members that are blind, it's a great way to get an insight, like you said, into what they actually have to go through on a daily basis
1: there's not yeah, there's have, not many easy ways to actually like put yourself through it or put yourself through the the situations that you're going to go through where there's things that you particularly if you weren't born blind if you do go through that degradation and you, and you reach it or you you know you have an accident let's say you get something through your eye and and you lose it um it, it's so different right those are two very different hemispheres because if you never mm-hmm. knew it the loss is, a, is is kind of a different thing so Rowdy, you were trying to say something there
2: yeah, my, my my grandfather, after he got uh, uh, like a, a brain infarct, he had a, a part of his visual cortex that got damaged, and he had like uh, they called it like a tunnel vision. So they, he would only see like a very small part of his of his his uh, vision would actually be visible. So the the doctor when they tried to describe it. Because he went to a specialist had those kind of glasses that would that they would put on as well to make people experience what it is it's very nauseating as well because you put those glasses on all of a sudden your vision is like reduced to like this like small little pinhole and it's very because the, the way that our virtual cortex basically works is that we we remember information that we see so we see like because we see only a very small part but we we kind of stitch it all together in our brain and then say, okay, that is a face and okay, that is a tree and that is a car. But if you only get that very small amount of information, it becomes very hard to stitch that all together which means that it becomes almost impossible to recognize objects up until you've like scanned it all the way through with your eye. It's a, a very interesting kind of uh, kind of way of experiencing a, a like blindness or like a form mm. of like a visual impairment.
1: Makes makes it makes it uh, that's really interesting. I like the way you describe that, Rowdy. Um, but it's it's um, if you if anyone has ever seen an AR scene composited. It's like the same thing that you described in terms of the way our brain would map out an environment yeah, and then store it as... as that know, is what, what
2: happens with our, with our brain is that we, huh. we kind of like store visual information subconsciously and we keep all that information together to then form an object. That's, our, our brains are trained, for example, to recognize faces because it's such mm-hmm. a, a strong human feature. And important. And,
0: yeah. and also like a uh, you know, quick shout out to PD uh, who moderates our chat and is a friend of ours, friend of the channel he had a scare recently where he had an issue with one of his eyes and as a, as a VR content creator, you know, that's like probably your worst nightmare, you know? So um, I'm glad now he's updated us all, that that's not so much of an issue now and that he's, he's going to be okay. So uh, thank God for that. And um, yeah, we always appreciate your help on the show PD. So uh, yeah, thanks for sharing the story with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's really hard as well when you hear anyone go through it, because it is, it's a complete nightmare situation. hear anything related to the retina or the eye, or um, Mm -hmm. if your stereo vision goes, um, it's not that you couldn't use a headset because I know people who are one-eyed and, uh, yeah. or have, have uh, other vision problems but still can appreciate VR. But again, once you've been there and you have something taken away from you, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, but anyway, so that's notes on blindness. Um, the next one, uh, which I hope you're all in for a spot of tea, is, is the thing that I'm most excited about. <laughs> There's a port of a pre-alpha game. This is a side-loaded game. Uh, available um and there's a load of people there's a fucking waterfall of people saying it's the best thing that they played on quest so i'm gonna run the trailer for this uh this is called t4 god which is a really odd name uh, let me mm-hmm. describe a little bit about it so if you liked unseen diplomacy and the way that the room was somewhat in, inescapable and kind of folded in on itself at times and if you if you if you um if you Paid attention when we covered With Sadness a few months ago, which was a mournful kind of roguelike soloist journey. Um, I think that this is going to be a game, firstly, that I'm going to appreciate. I haven't played this yet, haven't had the time yet. Um, and I think that you would as well. So it's a it's a VR roguelike shooter that uses impossible spaces, which they refer to as Euclidean Orbifold um, or an Escher-like world, or more commonly known as non-Euclidean space. I'm sure this is all getting rowdy real wet. Uh, procedural generation <laughs> um, to allow the player infinite movement within their home.
3: Mm.
1: Okay, the story behind this is pretty simple: humankind united, but one day the Steve incident, the Steve incident <laughs> day, happened, and then everything changed. So I don't know who Steve is. Is not a nice guy, obviously.
2: He's not a nice guy. Apparently,
1: robots took over. You know, and you're one of the last humans left, and so you're fighting against. We've heard this before. Cough, cough. The Matrix. Okay. Um, As I said, this is pre-alpha stage at the moment, available on itch.io. It was only just ported to Quest, but it's actually been out for a number of months. I don't think it's been out more than a year. Um, And I wanted to read out a couple of the comments from literally hours ago, okay? Thermal Flight from five hours ago says, and this is posting back to the developer, says, man, you are a genius. This is my favorite game for Quest so far. It's only a beta version. It's actually pre-alpha. Publish the full version of this and you will easily get rich. Easily, I'll pay 40 to 50 euro for a game like this. Rarely spend so much on games. This is innovative and really immersive. Please go ahead and finish this game." There's one more comment on it. Megamos, 10 hours ago, said, "'Easily one of the most compelling and innovative VR experiences I've ever had. The potential for this is absolutely mind-boggling. I turned off my Guardian just so the grid wouldn't keep popping up, and it was completely immersive. I'm blown away by this. Played on Quest." And so I yeah. I absolutely, when I get off this show is the first thing I'm doing yeah. is I'm learning how to side quest and getting this thing up because I am so excited for this. What are you guys thinking?
2: So I, I think it highlights again, what we've said before, like, you know, people want immersive content. And if it's on itch.io or Steam or Oculus, it doesn't really matter, but they want to see different kind of things. Like they want to see, like, that's why we keep on bashing on like, please developers, remove the hot, remove this, remove that. Keep it simple and yeah. keep it immersive. And that's something that this developer has probably known for a long time as well. And he's like, why is nobody doing this? I, I saw the trailer. It does look a little bit claustrophobic in certain kind of areas, <laughs> I guess, yes. uh, which kind of makes sense. Um, But yeah, uh, applaud the developer for, for trying something new
0: yeah so i i saw this on reddit a lot of people were commenting on reddit about this and kind of piqued my interest from there and from what i understand like i haven't seen the trailer myself but from what i understand is that the the game scans like your play space and then measures basically adjusts the world in game to fit that play space and we saw that really cleverly done in bogo as well which is like an official yes. oculus yeah. uh demo um but and, what and it Superhot, does is
1: remember at uh, OC uh, OC five, we saw super hot do that. At, so you would walk down the corridor, and it would do the whole kind of turning right. corridor thing, but right. in a fixed space.
0: Right. So the so that's cool, and apparently because it scans your your play space, it basically makes you move around that play space to its limits in the context of the game. And the one time that I experienced this uh, and it was done amazingly well was when I was at gamescom last year and it was the Arizona sunshine location based experience using uh, the vive pro and the wireless adapter. And I think this is the key with the quest because it's wireless. It makes it even more immersive because you're walking around this little environment. You don't have to worry about being tangled up and it was so great. And what they did was they used lifts and little moving platforms uh so well which i think they do in this game as well um that it makes you feel like you're moving much further beyond the capabilities of your play space and that's the magic of And when you lose
1: that i I only i I had this first in like 2016 or 2015 when i first went to egx i played unseen diplomacy in quite a large play space and Mm, like you were on your knees like unscrewing vents so you could crawl through to the next room and like you I literally, like someone Someone could have done, I don't know, a horrible, tragic thing in the middle of that event, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have known. I was in a different world. And like getting back to there, I've only experienced it probably one other time um, in a game called Vertigo. Um, and and that, yeah. was, that was the one that Nathie recommended. And that did it really well as well. Maybe not, yeah. it doesn't do the same kind of fold you in on the same space as well, um, but it's another game that I really uh, appreciated.
0: One more game that does it well as well that isn't released yet but i managed to get early access to it quite a few months ago now so i think it should be nearing the end of its development there's a game called eye of the temple where huh. you basically play like an indiana jones type character and you can stand on like rolling stones and moving platforms but again it uses your play space in such a clever way uh but yeah this uh you know what is it called uh, t t for god
1: not the queen this time T for God. I don't understand yeah. the name. Is there a relevance to the name? Do you know? It? I'm sure it explains it during the during the thing. I, I No, I haven't seen okay. the relevance. It could
2: also be like a beta title or something that is something that is going yeah. to change later on. So. Yeah.
0: It, but I'm looking forward to playing this one as well. Um, but you say you haven't installed SideQuest yet.
1: No, I've, I've, I'm okay. a virgin to SideQuesting. I, I generally don't try to mod my stuff. I stay very vanilla. But this is like so enticing. I literally can't not. I was yeah. thinking of Were doing you... that anyway this week, but this came along and I'm like, hell yes. And I have to give a shout out to Seabass, uh who's in chat and um he watches my show he watches this and um he, he's the one who, who said "Sam, you got to try this out i'd love this and i was like okay and i was like all right fine and i checked out the page saw the trailer saw the comments uh saw the description of the game and i'm just smitten at this yeah, point we, absolutely we
2: had a question from uh from the chat we have a gaming science teacher asking on twitch is this another three meter by three
1: meter required minimum yeah. space I think what Mike said is is true. I think it measures your space. I'd have to yeah. check the twi- the itch page, and um, I'll, I'll so get there's the... no minimum. I I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, below the VR minimum, I I don't know. I don't I don't have the yeah. page up at the moment. Sorry.
0: But yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, for, only from what I've read, it scales to your play
1: space depending on your you know measurements. Exactly. I think as long as you're not trying to you know play from a teacup, you'll be grand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, virtual strangers are saying that you also have shattered lights which is a free horror game on steam that also does
1: it shattered lights
2: shattered lights okay
1: okay i was hoping to do this is horror as well thank you virtual stranger (laughs) all right so i'll dovetail into my last bit uh my last bit is surprisingly about vertigo and there's a vertigo Mm. 2 demo that's coming out in three days on the 16th of july it's gonna be free and trailer landed and it looks fucking good so i thought i'd uh show this off for you guys um so Vertigo, as I described before, was a very uh, interesting title. Like I, 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 I loved uh, Vertigo. It felt very much like a Half Life style game to me. Yes. This, this in terms of the visuals, whoa, they are three times as good as the original game. Uh, but the reason I wanted to highlight it in particular, the full game isn't due out until 2020. The demo is launching for free in three days. Um, I think that people should look to the Steam sales now. I don't know what the exact price is on this, but Look out for this thing. Check out the original Vertigo game. I'm still going through it. Uh, there's a bit of uh, shock and awe in the game in certain parts, I'll say. So it's not completely for those who just like peaceful stuff. <laughs> there are some scare elements that come in. Uh, but it's it's a fantastic kind of like adventure game. Now this one, and, and it's single player if you, as well. If you
2: if you want to see like what the developer has been working on uh, after the trailer go and check out on his twitter because he's been posting some amazing stuff on there as well in terms of like shader models that he's been using like mm. the guy is like a, is a, a small genius i would say Like in the, in the amount of stuff that he's been doing
1: now i don't know about this project Rowdy. you might be following it closer than i am but the original project was was one man band right so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, if definitely. the second one is? I don't have that. Detail. I don't
2: know if it's if it's still one. I mean, he's he's posting, of course, about the the kind of but I don't know if it's more people working on it now. I have no idea on that. But I know mm. that what he's been posting is. Uh, it's uh, mind-blowing.
1: But some of the some of the details that he's mentioned, and I, I'm excited here for like um, index owners, for instance. So
3: mm.
1: uh, Vertigo 2, uh, and I don't know if the demo will have all these bits because again, this is still, you know, a demo. Um, but Vertigo 2 is, is it has a branching story hinging on key decisions. It says there's no telling what you'll encounter in this absurd world. The trailer's got some lovely kind of characters and stuff. It shows the visuals are f- lovely. Um, yeah. It's a single-player VR adventure. And they said they'd have native index support for it. Uh, maybe that's not surprising, but again, for this is still a one-man band, you know this thing is this, looking amazing.
2: This will likely even excite me more than Boneworks would.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, no, I'd be, I'd be there as well. I'd be there as well. Just, just because of what I know of Boneworks and, and, and what I know of Vertical, and,
2: and also because I know that this guy, what he did with Vertical, already felt so well, done, so well done, even in terms of storyline, even though there wasn't that much of a storyline, but it felt like there was like something really weird going on. Mm. The atmosphere he sat in that game was, was, was absolutely brilliant. So yeah,
1: I'm, I'm. This is one I'm really looking for. What it felt like to me is it felt like a finished Portal game, and I'm saying that yeah. in terms of the quality level—not that not that it's like a clone of Portal, but it did feel kind of Half Lifey and um, yeah. Oh, yeah. the scenes sure. were great, but just like opening doors. And if you have a larger play space, Vertigo's a game for you. Like it's oh, it's nice to be able to like physically walk through a door and me just mm. smile and be like, oh, oh yeah, I'm on my holodeck now, ladies. Anyway. So that's uh, that's the releases for this week. I hope you guys will check some of those out. I'll just recap the names because people were asking me. So Defector, uh, Notes on Blindness, T for God. I mentioned Unseen Diplomacy, which is one if you haven't played, try that out. Um, Vertigo and the Vertigo 2 demo, which is launching on the 16th of July.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. Looking forward to some of those things. I'm going to have to try out that T for God as well. Uh, sounds really cool. Um, so let's uh, jump into our first main topic of today, and that is the... Oculus apparently are heavily investing in some well-known IPs to try and push VR forward into the mainstream. And the two big titles mentioned in this article from Upload who then linked to a website called The Information, they cited that they've got sources close to Oculus and this company that Oculus are trying to acquire the rights for Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed to adapt them to VR. And now I know is that
2: the third game that I've been playing this week is uh, indeed it's Assassin's Creed. Uh, nice. Odyssey. So you and picked it up so in the good. sale? I did yeah. pick it up in the sale. For a
1: second, I, I thought you got an early access to like the no, VR. I'm no, 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 no. like, <laughs> Jesus, dude, this is like hot, hot stuff. Okay, so you've been no, playing the flag I, I game. Just,
2: I just wanted to stress like playing that game, again, like you like emphasize like how much I want an Assassin's Creed in virtual reality. I, I, I really, really hope that that is going to happen yeah, prefer it'll be soon than but, later. But
1: wait, you can, right? If you play the, the Battle uh, Royale mode of Rec Room, you just hide in a bush. You got it, job done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but when I saw this news, I actually thought of Rowdy away because I know he's a fan of the Assassin's Creed series. Um, and of course, both of these IPs are owned by ubisoft and we know that ubisoft has dabbled in vr games such as star trek bridge crew uh werewolves within and most recently space junkies as well Uh, and and we'd mentioned on the show recently that space junkies is improving and improving they're still updating that game so you know if you've just disregarded it for whatever reason because of price i know it was on sale heavily discounted recently as well still is Mm -hmm. it's it's well worth checking out it's a it's a great multiplayer shooter highly recommend especially if you like that kind of fast paced unreal tournament style shoot them up i love that it's they're great, listening
1: yeah. as well you know they're listening to the community they're adding the, oh, of course they're, they're going past the 2v2 to 3v3 yeah. and i think they're going to and they're awesome
2: vr developers because even like there there's certain yeah. games that they've made like eagle flight for example they could mm. implement that straight away into assassin's creed and yeah. if any of you played assassin's creed Odyssey, you actually fly like an eagle in the in the in certain mechanics so it would be kind of neat to see that uh, happen as well.
1: You mean the anti-VR um, Sim sickness um, nose, the beak that they gave you? <laughs> yeah. of I, I thought you were exactly. going to say that that would be like in Splinter Cell. I'm like, what? He's walking around with a beak? That's... Yeah, yeah, sure. He's, he's just
0: got a big nose but yeah you know maybe with big games like this it could attract more of the mainstream sort of gaming audience and i guess that's what they're trying to do because you know what we've seen in vr just recently is is brand new ips which is um, which is great like don't get me wrong but when you've never heard of these games before if you've never played vr it's kind of not as enticing as like a big name so having something like splinter cell or assassin's creed could kind of bring a more mainstream audience across but certainly out of the two i think i'm more excited about splinter cell especially having just played um that espyre one game which was like a stealth game in Mm -hmm. vr you know you could you could sneak up behind enemies and and actually say the words freeze and they would put their arms in the air and then you can grab their gun and then just bump them on the back of the head and knock them out. Like,
2: it's funny that we mentioned actually both titles already in the podcast before, that we would like to see like a VR version of both of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that both of these games would adapt well to VR. Um But yeah, I'm super excited. Of course, this is just rumor right now. Uh, You know, Oculus were asked about these rumors and their response was, uh, the response to Oculus Quest and Rift S gaming has been incredible. We cannot comment on specific partnerships, but we will continue to focus on expanding our library and reaching broader gaming audiences for years to come. So that's kind of encouraging from Oculus. The question I have, again, is like, you know, I mean, I don't know how
2: much money Oculus is going to spend on that or Facebook is going to spend on that, but... From like, if we were honest here, from a commercial standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Ubisoft to make the next Assassin's Creed or the next Splinter Cell in virtual reality. Like if we're going to get something, it's probably going to be like, like a subsection or an ad or like an add on mode or something, because they're I mean, the, their player base is, is, you know, PC and, and console gamers yeah. like i will apply still the don't Doom model that is going to work.
1: I, I think they're definitely gonna apply the Doom model. Like you know, you had Doom, which was like, okay, here's your id software, chucks out Doom to great accolade around the world for FPS players. They're like, we're gonna give you Doom VFR, and it comes out and it's kind of like a it's almost like a side mission, right? Shorter, more curtailed. But is that what
2: we want then again? Is that really what we what we want?
1: But to like what Mike said, it, it is to an extent because you're you're bringing a fish hook and you're just dropping it in the pond. And you're like, come on, little fishies. Can you just, yeah, come on. And then you just hook <laughs> them and you pull them over and they're like, oh shit, VR is really cool. And then they see all the other stuff that they can play yeah. and they, they're not reliant on going from big name to big name. They're now in the ecosystem. And that's what we want, right? That's what and, Facebook but, wants. But
2: Ubisoft has, has been in the ecosystem for a while. I mean, they were oh, yeah, one early. of the first VR developers yeah, yeah. to actually start making like yeah. a, a AAA developers that start making virtual reality
1: content. But they don't so, success, right? Like how successful have they yeah. been? If you look at the fact sheet
0: but that's the thing like you know they they have been involved in vr development and that kind of makes this more credible i feel that you know it's likely going to happen but also like the thing is like say if you're new to vr and you are fish hooked by like a splinter cell or assassin's creed and you come into vr for the first time there is an amazing back catalog of content now that you could play that you've never played before you're going to be spoiled a lot beyond your wildest dreams because this stuff that's already out now has kept us satisfied for what the best part of you know three four years now so yeah it's going to be awesome if you're just coming in for the first time. I want,
1: but... I want to I'll do a vote on this as well. I'm really curious. I think you guys have already cast your hand, but um, and and chat, please. Uh, one for Splinter Cell, two for Assassin's Creed. Which one do you want in VR? You know, first, which is the one that's you're going to be your baby? Yeah. And go on, guys. Mike first. Go on. I think you've already said it. But...
0: Yeah. So Splinter Cell for sure. I'm a big fan of that series anyway. I think the last one I played was Conviction. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. You know, being Sam Fisher, putting the night vision goggles on in VR would be such a cool little uh, mechanic. So, yeah, I'd be hyped for that.
1: That's a dark game. What what headset are you thinking, combining it with?
0: Uh, I I would play it on Rift S, uh, you know, because it's going to be an Oculus exclusive title. So, you know, people say about like the LCD not being like really black but to be honest, like, I don't play Elite Dangerous, so it's yeah. not a massive problem for me. I think yeah, if you play yeah. that game, then you might have an issue if that's your main thing.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. I, th- I think the Rift no. S is... I was expecting a lot worse, and be- the thing I've noticed the most is stepping away from the the real, like, intensive God Rays, Black's, like, <laughs> look fine. Like, I wouldn't uh, yeah, have anything to Yeah, and this is the thing. About. Like, this, this week I've
0: been jumping between uh, Rift S and Index, and and really, like... The difference isn't that great. Like it's not like a huge leap difference. No. It's nice, of course. The index is nice, but you do get glare and god rays with that headset, so it's worth knowing.
1: Yeah, that's why the reflections. For me, I would pick Rift S as well. Um, which title for you, Ronnie?
3: Well,
2: I think it's obvious that I would play. I would definitely pick uh, Assassin's Creed for a numerous for numerous reasons. Um, first of all, I think the visuals in the game are absolutely beautiful. Like if there's one game that can really like draw you in and like make you like explore like a different world I think is Assassin's Creed and I think that in virtual reality that will shine even more, you know, they have with Assassin's Creed Odyssey now, you know, you're a pirate on a ship if you want to be, you can go through the through the Rocky Mountains, you can go through like all these kind of like, you know, like areas and like the bushes and like so many things that you can do then they have like different kind of concept, you have the climb that uh, that Ubisoft already made is something they can implement in here you can have um uh, eagle fly that is something that can be implemented. There's so many virtual reality mechanics that they've already kind of like had some experience with that they could implement into an assassin's creed title that's a, so that's
1: a very good point yeah I, that po- I
2: think that that they could really make a really solid kind of title uh, with that you have also the sneak mechanics uh, of like you know stabbing someone from behind you can like jump uh doing like those kind of like uh, was it called again those eagle eagle drops. Eagle things. dives yeah eagle
3: dives,
2: like oh yeah I, I i'd love to see something like that or just like just wandering around in that world, like mm. being on top of like some kind of yeah, cathedral or like, yeah. and then like looking around and seeing that immense view.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be the most amazing thing about that game. Like if you're if you're up high, you know, being high in VR is always exciting because, you know, they can do scale so well. So it feels like you're up high. And yeah. I think that's what they could do really well in Assassin's Creed game for sure.
1: I, I think, the, God, I'm so split between the two because um, how, the other question I have for you is, First person to third person.
0: Oh, first person for sure. Of course, first person
1: for Splinter Cell makes sense, right? That's but yeah, actually both games. Person.
0: But like it's, it's, um it's Assassin's
1: be. Creed, the the flat games are they primarily third person? I think so.
2: They are. They are third person. But yeah. no, I I would not be interested in seeing it unless, of course. I mean, never say never. Maybe they come up with some kind of brilliant kind of concept. Hmm. But still, I want to. I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, I want to be the assassin. I want to jump from like in uh, uh, some kind of like crazy environment or like i want to jump onto a ledge or like Mm -hmm. something like that like
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna plug this because i would want a mix of both uh (laughs) as a as a comfort option because when you see your character uh from third person perspective and although i tend to prefer first person no hug all of that being able to get the vista of here's me sitting on top of a building and I can see the expanse and rotate around the character, kind of chrono style. Third person uh, in VR actually can be really compelling, but to be able to jump into the character then, or you know, if it's your decision, ride that character first person through the entire campaign, I think would be a really neat way to deliver to players what they want to experience.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So. But I think, you know, gen- generally across the VR spectrum, you know, with Quest, PC, Index, everything right now, I think the one thing we badly need right now is more content. You know, uh, uh, I think yeah. we, we, we are getting drip fed stuff. Um, and of course... It, it, it just doesn't feel like we're getting enough AAA stuff. I think that's what I feel like anyway. But that's again like bringing it back to the
2: to the convo we had earlier, you know, which AAA developer is going to select, you know what, yeah. we have this market which we can make money from by spending a lot of money and making a title. Why would we go into virtual reality in you know?
0: Yeah, it's a chicken and egg situation. You know, we we need uh, to attract the masses, but with that, we need great content, and we need the masses to attract the developers to make that great content. So it's 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 a problem, and this is why you know, regardless of what you think about Facebook, uh, you know, they're exactly. along, they're the ones alongside yeah. Sony that are funding the game development right now. You know, without yeah. them propping up the VR industry and supporting all these game developers making these incredible games, we wouldn't have them, and that is the issue and, right now it is the correct strategy forward if you want people to buy
2: virtual reality headsets yeah. they need to be having content that they're willing to play yeah agreed also the the, the chat is going a bit crazy cuz we're currently sitting <laughs> at 96 likes oh come on yeah i know <laughs> i'm sitting on. here so
1: if, you, if you've been looking watching my face for the last 5 minutes i'm tracking that and just be like i am freaking scared now okay anyway so,
0: so as soon as we hit 100, let can us know, Rowdy. we have oh, yeah. we <laughs> we've, we've probably got like 20 minutes left. So if you can make it happen in the next 20 minutes, you're going to see Zim put in some lovely luscious lips. <laughs> oh, and it's going to be hilarious. Okay. Um, so let's move on to the last topic of today then. And that is about the Windows Mixed Reality lineup. Now, this was reported on by uh, Road to BR, uh, Ben Lang from Road to And... You know, what we know over the last few months is that we've seen some great deals on the Windows Mixed Reality platform. You know, uh, their range of headsets, including the Samsung Odyssey, Odyssey Plus, uh, the Acer One, Asus, Lenovo. They've all been heavily discounted and you could pick them up relatively cheap. I think it's actually happened. We've hit 100 likes. Oh,
1: fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You continue, Mike, and you just keep talking. Sure, sure. Okay,
0: okay. Um, So like I say, you know, all these headsets, they've been... uh, Massively reduced and going out of stock. Um, So right now uh, on the UK Microsoft Store, for example, the only headset available is the HP mixed reality headset, which is 300 pounds. UK Amazon, completely out of stock. You can't even buy one on UK Amazon. On the USA Microsoft Store, they also sell Vives and Rift S's, by the way. But the only Windows mixed reality headset available is the Samsung Odyssey Plus, which is $500. So it's kind of crazy that, on Microsoft's own Windows Mixed Reality store, they're actually selling more other VR headsets than their own range of Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Kind of strange. <laughs> it's kind um, of funny. <laughs> the USA Amazon, of course, does list the other headsets from other manufactured partners like uh, Acer, uh, the Samsung Odyssey and the Odyssey Plus, but you know they're relatively low in numbers in terms of their stock. Now, according to Road to VR, many hardware partners, including Acer, Asus and Lenovo, don't even li- list the headsets on their own websites anymore. So oh. if you want one, you have to either get one from eBay secondhand or find one that's slowly running out of stock uh, on Amazon, for example, in the US. Um, so it's kind of strange that these manufacturers seem to be taking a little bit of a backward step Mm -hmm. of course there's others that still heavily support it like samsung with the odyssey and hp with their new reverb um but it seems like the other ones are maybe taking a slow step back now this could point to a couple of things now hopefully this could mean that we're on the edge of a new range of windows mixed reality headsets uh i would really welcome that you know with improved tracking capabilities yeah more cameras like the rift s so you've got a bigger tracking volume and the biggest improvement that they need to do is fix their controller design because Uh i think that's probably one of the the worst things about the windows mixed reality range right now so hopefully the fact that these headsets are going out of stock and they're dwindling in numbers means that we're going to get a refresh to the lineup soon i really hope that happens or it could mean that Microsoft and their hardware partners are slowing down production uh, because sales so haven't been particularly do. well mm-hmm, and yeah. they're sort of maybe slowly taking a step back or just waiting to see if the market grows a bit more and then dip their toes back into it later on. So I don't mm-hmm. really know, but what do you guys think about it? Maybe I could yeah, pass it over yeah, zoom, to Zim. Zim, what do you first. think about this? <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, all right, hang on. I think, uh, I think that Windows 6 reality headsets need to die a very fast death and go, go hi 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 aye,
0: So for you audio <laughs> listeners, you're probably wondering what the heck's going on. Zim has this like mouthpiece in that is holding his lips open. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. This is, this is why you should watch the video. You, you miss all these funny antics uh, that you see on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that what about is. you, Rowdy? What do you think of this thing? Do you think it's uh, the fact that we might be getting a refresh or do you think it's that they're slowly phasing Windows MR out?
2: Well I think if, I don't think that there's going to be like a phase out of it because it wouldn't be smart if you look at like what playstation's been doing, like PlayStation has been selling like over like what five million headsets right now. I think that Microsoft pretty much realizes that they're missing the boat if they don't like you know start doing something with virtual reality mm-hmm. um that this is maybe a phase out of of this windows mixed reality generation that mm-hmm. could be it that could be it, okay. but I don't think that Microsoft is going to sell okay, hands off of virtual reality it's not working out. I don't think so. They're too yeah. big a company, too invested into gaming and too mm-hmm. invested into like technology in general for mm-hmm. them to like completely like you know hands off and see what happens. I don't think so.
0: I really hope so. I really hope so. I'd I'd love to see a refresh of the range, especially if they can you know increase the tracking volume and and sort the controllers out. Then I think it's going to be a really c- compelling option. But I think just like we discussed just re- just now on on the show about like content. Microsoft badly needs to bring their own content to the table and say, look, if you buy a Windows mixed reality headset, you're going to get this exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. You know, and I for one would welcome like a a Gears of War VR game like that'd be so freaking epic, like actually shooting one of those lances and then chainsawing like some locust in half. That would be so awesome. I agree. Same with Forza. I I would welcome that as a driving game and Halo as well, of course. Mm -hmm. We can't forget that. So I think, you know, if if Microsoft wants to be really serious in the gaming space within VR is do a refresh of the line, improve the sort of issues that they've learned over the the past few years, bring some amazing first party content to the table and say, look, this is what we're offering. This is why you should buy a Windows MR headset, because right now, yeah, the the reasons aren't really that compelling, to be honest. No. No, they need
2: to. They need to come with content first. Look at like what PlayStation has been doing. Look at what uh, Oculus is doing at the moment. I, also, I'm wondering, like, for the people dropping in right now, we're having this like serious
1: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they see, they Sim looking like this. What the heck is help, going on? Holy,
3: holy, holy!
2: I think, I think it's been enough. Like, yeah, the three you minutes can take have probably now. been over.
0: <laughs> well done for being a good sport, though. Um, how does guys. that feel?
1: I hate you guys. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was a rough night in Amsterdam. That's what it feels like, <laughs> now, to be honest.
0: So uh, let us know in the chat what you think about this whole Microsoft thing. Do you think it's a refresh or do you just think that, you know, they're running out of uh, components maybe in the factory and they need to get some more components into sort of manufacture some more headsets and they'll be back on sale again? I'd love to know your opinion on it because, you know, right now we haven't got an official uh, response from Microsoft. So we don't really know what's going on. But yeah, I would welcome a refresh for sure. Um, Also in the chat, let us know if you've got any questions for us uh, about us or the show. Uh, Just while I sort of reiterate the show times, and maybe we can sort of spend some time answering a few questions. So um, just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also, check out the audio version, which we spend a lot of time on making sure that it sounds really amazing. So you can check that out on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Of oh, course, was Nate, Zim to screw it up. Zim to screw it up with his, <laughs> his luscious lips in. Um, but of course, Nathan will be back on uh, next week's show. He's traveling back from the US this week, I think. Yeah. Uh, very mm-hmm. jealous about what he's been up to. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to him telling us all about it. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got any questions, fire yeah, away. We, we
2: do. We go on from paradise. Zim, what the hell are they for anyway?
1: <laughs> oh, you <laughs> mean the lips of fire? These? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'll tell you, when you've been 10 years married, things get kinky in the bedroom. all <laughs> <what> I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's part of a, uh, a game though, right? A board game or something? Nope. Nope. I bought them for the show. They were, they were purely for entertainment on my stream. Yep. Oh, okay. One so of, like one of many props that we have. <laughs> Yeah, sure
2: anyway we also have uh meatball sources saying i think microsoft would be better served to partner with oculus to bring vr to the xbox and become a software partner to bring more titles to pc win win good yeah. point but i don't think that microsoft being a, a hardware company with a lot of patents uh, across like hardware devices as well mm. to be given up the struggle so easily
0: especially like because you know lenovo was a microsoft partner and now obviously they're an oculus partner making the rift yeah. s um but it, it, it this this is the thing like we speculated so much about microsoft uh, enabling uh rift support on the xbox because you know oculus had a great partnership with microsoft with the original uh cv1 release because of course we didn't have touch controllers back then if you don't if you're not aware of it basically touch controllers didn't exist the cv1 rift shipped on its own mm. with just a, a single sensor i think mm-hmm. uh and basically used an xbox one controller so they partnered with microsoft to bring the xbox controller mm. within the bundle so everyone was like you know they've already got this partnership yeah. it makes sense that they uh, microsoft make mm-hmm. uh, you know the rift compatible with the xbox never happened And now with like Project Scarlet, again, we didn't get any hint of VR from E3. So it it just seems like Microsoft is taking a step back from VR, but I hope that is not the case for sure.
2: Yeah, we also have uh, Watto UK saying, "I will be away next weekend. Is that okay with Mike?" <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: thank you for letting us know. We appreciate that. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to have to send the police round your house to do a welfare <laughs> check, kick down your door, make sure you're not lying on the floor. Had, had and it's a, got context. <laughs> a, yeah, had a fall in VR or something. So yeah, thank you for letting us yeah. know. That'll. Put our minds at rest next week.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Just, just, we just call him Watto from now, not Watuk. For God's sakes, the guy put a space Watto in his are you? name. I said, Watto. It, I said it right. Not I you, said Mike. Watto, Mike at Watto the start of the came. show. I was like, oh, for God's sorry. sakes, the guy goes to all these links, changes his name and everything. It's still <laughs> where I'm using yeah. him. But he's, Thank we you, We got the
2: Jeremy Fasola saying, did Valve fix their problems of the index controllers or not yet?
0: No. Um, they're still claiming that they're working as intended. Uh, which is really disappointing. So that is the current update from them. Uh, Even people that have opened uh, return support tickets, uh, they've been told that they can send the controllers back to get replacements. But Valve are saying in their replies that they cannot guarantee that the sticks will uh, work will click will click in all yeah. directions when you push the thumbstick down. Uh they're saying that it should actuate in all directions like any thumbstick should but they can't guarantee a clicking noise. Um, again it's just it's it's a shame especially because those controllers are so expensive. Yeah. And we've been Doesn't looking forward to sense. them for such a long time. Also having again jumped from Rift S to the Index a fair amount this week the thumbstick on the Rift S because it's actually got uh, a knurled edge. and a a divot in the middle it makes it more comfortable to use whereas the index is just like a a a slick dome so it's easy Mm -hmm. to kind of slide off that thumbstick again just another thing they should just redesign the thumbstick update uh, release an updated controller design and just mm-hmm. ship a new set to everyone that's already bought one.
1: I, we have uh, That was beautifully oh, done, Mike. The way you, you uh, described the two different thumbstick types, <laughs> I just have to say, that was on the fly. Gorgeous description. <laughs> Thank, you.
0: Thank you.
2: We have a uh, back zone on Twitch asking if anyone of the F-Reality Circle is going to
0: SDCC. SDCC. sdcc uh no I don't, I don't even know what it is um, yeah I,
1: i've not heard of that before um there is another question here which i thought was interesting for quest double asks are there any car racing sims for quest yet actually i thought the answer was no but there is one which is vr karts sprint which isn't too far yeah. off what we were talking about earlier and actually yeah. is a bit of fun uh but, yeah you know good i suppose good luck getting you know friends together Buying copies and playing multiplayer, but I think if you if you're able to do that, if you if you can achieve that, that's not too far off, kind of like a, a light version of Mario Kart. That's pretty yeah,
0: decent. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and and that's I would I would sort of just sort of echo what uh, Zim said. If you can find people to play with, it's so much fun. Playing on your own, not so much. No. And also, just be aware that if you're susceptible to motion sickness, it's very intense.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> said well. Said so, well. Yeah. Oh, um, right. there was a question here from Steve that said, um, ever consider having a call in section of your show where folks can call in and ask questions. In fact, we were talking we've talked about this for a long time, but we were been talking about this after last week's show, so yes. Um yeah. more news and on you that can, in the future.
0: You you can actually do it right now. Like um mm-hmm. because this podcast sure. is on Anchor, yeah. and basically Anchor is a free app. It has a functionality of that app that if you subscribe to a podcast, you can send them a voice message. Um, And we were promoting that for some time, but no one ever really used Anchor. Like most of our audio listeners listen on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Um, So if you want to send us a message on Anchor, we'd probably get a notification that lets us know and then maybe we could play it on the show. Um, But yeah, it's definitely something we've considered. And uh, if you're interested in doing it, then we would welcome it for sure.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to hear the voices, especially from different corners of the planet. Like, where are you? You know, when you're asking your question, maybe say who you are, where, where you're from, and uh, maybe what headset you've got until ask us a question. I'd love to roll a question like that live. It'd be lovely yeah, to have it. Absolutely. It Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It
0: would be great. Yeah. Um, so it would be great. Yeah. two time. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I've been thinking more and more in my mind about getting our podcasts on big screen. So I'm going to try and make that happen. So I'll keep you updated if I can negotiate that in. That'd be amazing. Uh, But thank you for joining us on this week's show. It's been an interesting episode. We've talked about Windows Mixed Reality. We've talked about Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell. We've talked about all sorts of subjects. It's been, we've had Zim putting lips in his mouth. It's, it's been a rollercoaster rider as always. So uh, yeah, thank you for joining us live in the chat. We always appreciate you joining us live. And thank you to the audio listeners as well if you're listening to this after the fact. Uh, the numbers for the audio version seem to be crazy, which is amazing. I love the fact that there's so many people listening to this show on their commute and while they're out walking their dogs and stuff. That's really great as well. So we appreciate you all. Have a great week in VR. We'll be back next week as always. So until then, take care and bye-bye for now.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks for that chat. Ha <laughs> <laughs>